0: Greetings, Chavia Churches, and greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. This is Colin, and we have our podcast for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. Apologies, we didn't have a podcast last week. I was walking the kilt walk, and I managed to do the 15 miles, though my feet are still a little bit tender. But I I think I've raised... Over 940 pounds for Christian aid, and, and that will rise with gift aid and and one or two more donations to come in. So thanks to all who who sponsored me. This Sunday we have our service at Yetham, and then at Moorbattle we have Guild Rededication. And then in, our, in the evening, we have Communion, one of our informal communions at Linton at six o'clock. All are welcome there'll be a presbytery zoominar and pilgrimage this Tuesday the link is on the website for that and Saturday there'll be the Macmillan coffee morning in Yetam and the walk-up hall at half past ten and also Saturday the sponsored walk two o'clock and that will be about eight miles but it can be shorter so Tea and coffee are available. If you're interested in walking, get in touch with Simon Oldham. Or if you're interested in sponsoring someone, then again, get in touch with Simon. Um, what else is happening? Um, the Yetem show on the 7th of October. If you are willing to um, spend an hour at the stall, manning the stall, please get in touch. And we need jams and chutneys and other produce um, for the stall. So please do give to that. And sad news, Alan Calvert, one of our elders, passed away on Tuesday. His funeral will be held on Monday the 2nd of October at 10 o'clock at the crematorium. And all are, are welcome to that service. And finally, our services. is next weekend. Get him at 10 and then... Linton Harvest, Thanksgiving at 11.15. Our call to worship. Come and worship, you who wake early, you who sleep late. Whether we're first, whether we're last, or whether we're somewhere in between, there's room for us all in God's kingdom, and more than enough grace to go around. Let us worship God. We sing the hymn 214. You every morning is the love. Let us pray. God of all creation, you open the world around us and fill it with creatures of your love and your purpose. You make our world and it declares your praise. The mountains state your majesty. The ripened field, your generosity. The oceans, your power. The skies, your grandeur. Birds flying aloft sing of your freedom. The tiny ant works with your persistence. And what do we declare about you in our lives? We pray that our work will honour your justice and our relationships speak of your love and compassion. So may we praise you, O God, not just in this hour, but in our waking and working. May we live your praise and promise through Christ our Lord. Patient one, we praise you for not giving up in us, for promising never to leave us, for loving us for better or worse. Forgive us for the divisions between us, the grudges we cling to, the hurts we cherish, the harm we've done in your name. Shake us from all our lazy assumptions, our lame excuses, and help us to heal broken friendships And all we have neglected to tend or to repair. And the mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. In Jesus Christ, God's generous love reaches out to embrace us. In Christ, we are forgiven and set free to begin again. Thanks be to God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever. Amen. And our reading is from Matthew chapter 20, and reading from verse 1 the parable of the workers in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, "'You also go and work in my vineyard.'" I'll pay you whatever is right. And so they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, he answered. He said, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner said to his foreman, Call all the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. And the workers who he hired at the eleventh hour came, and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner these men who were hired last were only an hour. You've made them equal to us who've borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered, friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do with with, with my own money?' Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first shall be last. Amen. And God's blessing on this his word. We're going to have a chorus now. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh in me. And our weekly prayer, Everlasting God, you do everything possible for our spiritual growth and well-being. Help us to be generous in all our service, and as we prepare for the week to come, enable us to echo the words of Paul, who could say, For me to live is Christ. Amen. Standing, waiting, the sun rising, the heat swelling, uncertainty swirling looking around at expectant faces, waiting for work, waiting on a wage, waiting, waiting. A truck pulls up, a foreman jumps down, looks along the line, points, you, 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 but not me. Standing, waiting, the sun beating, Uncertainty gaining ground, waiting and waiting. A minibus pulls over, and from our ranks goes another group of workers. Their day's uncertainty over. But not me. Standing, waiting, shoulders slumping, head bowing. A vision of empty bowls in front of hungry, true children. Waiting, waiting. The four minutes back, needing more hands. You, you, you. But still not me. Sitting, waiting. Forlorn, hopeless. But what else to do? The sun going down, the day almost over. Waiting, waiting for a job that will never come. The sound of tires and gravel, a fleeting hope, a finger pointing at me, beckoning me over. It's me finally chosen. An overwhelming relief flooding through my body, a wage to come, food on the table for today, today. And then the waiting will begin again. That's the scene from our gospel reading today. But it's also a scene from Africa, a scene from the Arab villages in Israel. Workers hoping that someone will come along and hire them, congregating with their fellows, their friends, Just waiting at a road end. Maybe someone will come along and pick them. Choose them to work. So that there'll be enough food to be put on the table that evening. It's a precarious kind of existence. Hoping that you look fit enough for the work. Hoping that you'll be lucky. Day in, day out, day after day. Most of the the parables Jesus told make us feel good. They're characters we can relate to, like the the father and the prodigal son. Or maybe even we relate to the sons. Parables can be heartwarming. There's the good Samaritan. The unexpected happens when the Samaritan offers help to the injured man on the road and takes him to the inn and even pays for his recuperation there. But the parable we read today somehow offends our idea of fairness. It doesn't seem fair that those who worked the whole day in the blazing sun should be paid just the same as those who only worked a short time at the end. But that's exactly what happens in Jesus' story. We expect there to be a sliding scale where the ones who laboured are rewarded more than the the Johnny-come-latelys. But in Jesus' parable, all are paid the same. And the landowner says, we agreed a wage. You got that wage. It's my money. I can do what I like with it. What is it to you that I should be generous with my own money? It doesn't seem fair. And yet the parable is not really about the workers, about the generosity of God, about the wonderful grace of God, which is so overwhelming, so all-embracing. And sometimes love in the form of grace trumps justice. Scholars think that Matthew included this story in his gospel to reflect the early church. There are those who've been in the church right from the start who'd really made a lot of sacrifices to follow Christ. while others had come along later on. And maybe the others were slaves, people that they maybe looked down on. Somehow people felt that there should be a sliding scale in the church Those who've been in the church for a long time could understandably see that they would be first in line for a seat in Christ's kingdom. But Jesus is saying that God loves everyone and regards everyone just the same. God's grace is there for all. Yes, we maybe have been in the church from the year dot, made countless sandwiches and cups of tea, read the lessons, even been elders. But God's grace is overwhelming, and everyone is precious. I could show my dock collar, my certificates from New College, even my kiltwalk medals, but they're not my entry ticket into heaven. I think we're all in for a big surprise. Remember how the mother of James and John pleaded with Jesus for special positions for her boys, the mother's love that drove her Jesus kindly but firmly puts her in her place. There's no favouritism. So it should be in the church as well that there is no favouritism. I think the parable also shows something else. It is the landowner helping those who are left behind, those who don't appear strong, those who are undervalued, those who maybe are not in the first flush of youth and who don't look as if they could stand a day's work. And that reflects God's love as well. For the gospel has a bias to the poor and to the vulnerable. God wants them in the kingdom, such is a generosity of grace. As a church, we have to embody that. One way is to be conscious of So many in our world working for minimal wages, and that's the importance of ensuring a fair wage, of supporting fair trade and agencies like Christian Aid, empowering the disadvantaged. Christian Aid has a slogan, life before death. And in Philippians, we read how Paul expressed a wish that he could die. He was in prison when he wrote to the Philippians. He's saying, for me to live is Christ. But to die is gain. He says, I would like to, to be with Christ in the kingdom of heaven. But he's saying there's still work to be done on earth. and Jesus has called him to continue to build the kingdom in the place where all are welcome and accepted, regardless of pedigree, regardless of background. God's generosity abounds. His grace is amazing. And we too must live out that generosity in our lives and show something of God's grace. In the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hymn for Pilgrimage 535, Who Would Truvalor See? Let us pray. Gracious God, you are the source of all good things, of life itself and all that sustains it. Blessed gifts we offer, by your Spirit multiply their impact to support your purposes in the world that you love. God of mystery and wonder, we look around at the beauty of the world and sense that you've given every precious thing its place and a way of sustaining itself. Thank you for your attention to the detail of creation. And yet we also see an aching world. and says that many, sense that many precious things are under threat. Bless the work of faithful people everywhere, caring for the climate, caring for the environment. And show us how we can protect what is at risk for the health of your whole creation. God of energy and life. We look around at the peoples of this world and see your imagination and dignity in every variety of face and culture. Yet we also see the aching of the hungry and the hurting, hear the groans of parents whose children die in their arms, the cries of children who fear tomorrow, Pray for you, bless the the outreach of, of our church, the various agencies and offices and councils of our church across the country that bring healing and hope to those in risk. We look around at places where people collide with each other and hear the grumbling of nations locked in old rivalries and new grievances. We watch the jousting of leaders impressed more by polls and effective policy. We pray for situations like in Ukraine, like in Armenia, like in Israel and Palestine, and so many countries. We pray that you'll bless all who seek peace. We look at ourselves and sometimes doubt we can make a difference or have an impact. Challenge us to recognize the kind of power we have, the love and compassion, the courage and commitment, the laughter and friendship, the generosity and mercy. In all these gifts, we know your power at work within us. Let us keep serving you, trusting that we can do more than we can ask or imagine. So we pray in Jesus' name you have a moment of silence as we bring God the prayers of our hearts. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn is 476. Mine eyes have seen the glory. So people of God, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and may God's blessing of love and joy and peace be with you and be with all whom you love from Father, Son and Holy Spirit this day and even forevermore.